Hey, welcome to Valley Church on this Mother's Day. My name is Brandon. I have the privilege of being one of the pastors here. And I just want to say happy Mother's Day to all the moms, all the grandmothers, all the spiritual moms out there. Thanks for coming to Valley Church. Here's one thing that I know about parenting is that moms... Moms who pass on their faith are making an impact that they will never fully realize in this life. Uh, The influence that we have as parents and the influence that those of you who are moms have on your kids, I mean, it runs deep and it runs wide and we just will not know the full effect of, of that impact on our kids, not in this life. I'll tell you this, one of our boys got into a little bit of trouble uh, many years ago. I mean, they've gotten in trouble since, but I'll remember this one time about six years Old. That's when one of my boys was when he got a timeout. I wasn't home, but mom had to put him into timeout. And timeouts in our house, they were two minutes of sitting quietly and thinking about what just happened. And to a six-year-old, two minutes is like an eternity. Do you know how many YouTube videos you can watch in two minutes? This was sincere punishment. And uh, as mom was coming over to relieve our six-year-old from this moment of timeout, uh, she heard him talking, kind of muttering, maybe whispering under his breath just enough that Carrie could hear him. And so she crept closer because she wanted to hear what he was saying. And he wasn't actually uh, muttering or complaining. He was, he was praying and it just blessed her heart. She, she leaned in and she could hear him praying, God, help me make better decisions. Oh, her heart just welled up and she kept listening. And he finished his prayer by saying, and God, would you please make me strong like Samson so I can kill a lot of Philistines? I mean, this kid, he was praying. He had a sincere faith. He was really just pouring out his heart to God, things that he wanted to grow uh, in discipline and things that he wanted to just be strong and powerful. I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Moms, your kids are picking things up from you that you and I would never really realize. I mean, they're watching us every moment and some of us have crazy habits, but also the dripping in of our faith. I know it's catching on and it's making its way inside their hearts. And as you pass on your faith to your kids, I just want you to know you're making an incredible impact that that you may never really fully realize in this life. Actually, Jesus had something to say about kids and their faith. He says this in Luke 18, verse 17. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. You know, one of the reasons Jesus said this was because when kids believe in something, they really believe in it. They put, they put their whole selves into it. Now, sure, there may, there may be questions, but, but those questions are designed to build clarity. Childlike faith is fantastic and, and far too many of us adults, we've just lost it. You know, Jesus is saying this because childlike faith, it's real, it's sincere, and and it's incredibly powerful. You know, Jesus is actually saying this to a bunch of adults because our faith, if it's not real and it's not sincere, it holds no power. There's no power there. And as an adult, and especially as a parent, 
this is a responsibility to take very seriously. In fact, you know, it was because of a mother and a grandmother that a young pastor named Timothy was doing some phenomenal things for the church and the kingdom of God. You know, we've been working through the book of Acts in a, in a series in Acts, but we're going to hit the pause button on this Mother's Day and, and take a peek at faith and faithfulness through the model of a mother. You know, and just real quick, I just want to say to my mom, and to my mother-in-law, I love you both. I am so thankful for both of you. I'm, I'm so blessed to have a mom and a mother-in-law who love me, who encourage me, who are patient and kind with me, uh, who have licked their thumb endless times to wipe dirt off my face. That's my mom. My mother-in-law doesn't do that. Uh, but I'm really appreciative. I'm, I just have so much appreciation for these two women in my life. Thank you for believing in me. Thank you for your encouragement. Um, Look at what uh, the Apostle Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. He says, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and in your mother Eunice. And now, Paul says, now I am convinced that it is in you also. These two women had a tremendous impact, not only on Timothy, but, but on scripture. I mean, think about it. If, if Timothy wasn't faithfully following Jesus, uh, I can't imagine that his name would even appear in scripture. There, there probably wouldn't be books written to him. And I would just say that there's an incredible faith legacy because of this mom and because of this grandmother. My guess is we would all hope to have people in our lives like Timothy's grandmother and mother, people who, who believe in us, like they believed in him. They supported him, they encouraged him. But here's what I know about a holiday like, like Mother's Day. Uh, I know that there are a range of emotions that each of us could be feeling today. I know that some of us are just excited. We're ready to celebrate. There's a huge amount of love and joy while others, you know, maybe we're just experiencing some loss. Maybe there's a, an element of sorrow and grief. Um, and I also know that uh, there are even others who uh, have moments of discouragement uh, that are centered around today and frustration. I know that there could be tension. Uh, we just want to acknowledge all of those feelings and all of those emotions and lead those emotions to a healthy place. But I'll tell you this, I bet Timothy experienced a wide range of emotions when it came to his parents. You know, uh, there most certainly would have been tension in his home since both of his parents weren't following Jesus. Check out what Acts chapter 16 says. Paul went on to Derby and Lystra where there was a disciple named Timothy. This is the same Timothy. And he was, check out who he is and look at the wording here. He was the son of a believing Jewish woman, but, not and, but his father was a Greek. Now, this tells me that his dad wasn't following Jesus, at least not at this moment in time. You know, and in the Roman world, dads, they just had dominion. There was absolute authority uh, over the household living inside of the father, like he got his way. But, but what's interesting is that his mother, Timothy's mother and his grandmother passed their faith on to him. And I don't know what day-to-day -day life looked like for Timothy, but what I do know is that his mom had the greatest measure of spiritual influence in that home. Here's something we can take away from this if you're a note taker. Authority is not always the path to influence. 
Just because somebody is your boss or somebody is your mom or somebody is your dad, like that doesn't immediately grant just a huge measure of influence. Maybe uh, forced obedience, but influence, this kind of influence that this mother and this grandmother had in Timothy's life was there because of what they built, not because they were the head of the household. You know, there are so many moms and, and spiritual moms represented uh, here at Valley Church and in the lives of those of you who are watching at our venues or watching online. Uh, you know, those uh, women who have taken risks and have provided genuine encouragement, women who have been amazing models of faith and faithfulness. And, and we should be incredibly thankful for those types of women in our lives. You know, why don't you turn over to 2 Timothy chapter 1 as we look at faith and faithfulness through the model of a mother. Uh, what's kind of interesting is the book of 1 Timothy largely focuses on the church and secondly kind of focuses on Timothy the man. And in 2 Timothy, that kind of flips. You know, uh, the primary theme is Timothy. We're taking a look at this young pastor and his life. And then, you know, we then look at issues related to the church that he is overseeing and aligning. And this letter starts out like this. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus by God's will for the sake of the promise of life in Christ Jesus. You know, Paul... Uh, he's the one who's writing 2 Timothy. And if you don't know, Paul, uh, he is an older pastor and he's just writing some encouraging words and some wisdom to a younger pastor. And in many ways, this, this young church leader is part of the apostle Paul's legacy. Look at the next couple of verses. To Timothy, my dearly loved son, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. Uh, you know, Paul is not Timothy's dad, but, but he calls him his dearly loved son. Uh, there is a respected mentor relationship happening here. He had an incredible impact on Timothy. Uh, Paul is clearly a spiritual father to Timothy. Uh, some of us, you know, we may not have moms in the home or, or moms who are with us, but I'm sure there are spiritual moms in our lives who have spurred us on to who we are today. You know, I didn't start out uh, going to church until my junior year in high school. And when I had started going, I went to Sunday school all the time. I just wanted to be at church. And there was a teacher there who I would consider a spiritual mom. Uh, her name is Karen Corcoran. And you know what, honestly, I don't remember a, like a specific quote. I don't remember a specific conversation. I don't remember a, a specific, you know, teaching. But I just remember that, that she was a consistent person who knew the word of God, who loved Jesus and had an incredible amount of patience for kids. And I was one of those kids. Uh, you know, I also know that she uh, worked at a, our local hometown Christian bookstore. I don't know if she owned it or she worked there, but as I would go in there, I would run into her all the time. She was just a ball of joy and kindness. And uh, I just loved uh, being around her and talking to her. And I don't know if she would ever remember this, but, but this moment, this moment, it just sticks with me. I was, I was browsing around in the Christian bookstore. Uh, I was probably looking at CDs or cassette tapes. And, and she saw me and she walked over to me just to have a conversation. She said, how you doing? And she, she started asking me about my future. And I said, well, you know, I'm taking a break from school. I'm working at Wendy's and, uh, you know, I'm just thinking about college. She says, so you want to go to college? And I said, yeah. She said, have you, have you applied to any colleges yet? And I said, I said no, not yet. 
but if, if God wants me to go to college, he'll get me there. And I really don't know what I expected her to say to me. I, I, maybe I thought she would say, wow, Brandon, that is so much faith. Good for you. But she didn't. Not at all. She actually spoke the truth in love to me. And these weren't her exact words, but, but she basically said this, Brandon, you should apply and see what happens. Because God is not going to do something with the nothing you are giving him. And uh, to a lot of people, those might have been sharp words, but that's exactly what I needed to hear in that moment. She didn't avoid the tension. She didn't sugarcoat it. She just spoke truth and love into my life. And, and I don't know that I would have really received those words from too many other people, but, but Karen's one of those people who had enough influence in my life to say that, and it spurred me on to take some action. She was a loving, faithful Sunday school teacher. And my guess is that Karen is a spiritual mother to so many more. Uh, Paul continues and he says this, I thank God. I thank God whom I serve with a clear conscience as my ancestors did when I constantly remember. He just constantly, like he's saying remember a lot of times. Check that out as we're reading this. I constantly remember you in my prayers night and day. Verse four, remembering your tears... I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. Uh, Paul's writing this letter from prison uh, and, and he's, he's doing a lot of remembering, a, a lot of thinking. And I think that uh, as he's talking about the promise of life through Christ Jesus and he's remembering his relationship with Timothy, I think a lot of this is connected not only to encouraging this young pastor, but but Paul knows and he kind of expects to be executed soon. In fact, this uh, letter is the last letter Paul writes before he loses his life. So he's reaching out to his spiritual son to encourage him one last time. Look at verse five. He's remembering again. He says, I recall your sincere faith that first lived in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am convinced is in you also. I love that. You know, Paul could see Timothy's faith was strong. He sees an incredible influence uh, that these two women had on him. You know, and, and at this point in Timothy's life, these relationships were absolutely crucial because his dad was either absent or just completely spiritually inactive. And I love that Paul recalls a sincere faith. It's like he's saying, Timothy, you haven't lost that childlike faith. You still got it. It's sincere, it's real, and it's powerful. You know, it's not an immature faith. It's a genuine, all-in, sincere faith. And, you know, maybe just write this down, because I think this is a good question for all of us. What kind of shape is your faith in? You know, you come to church, you're watching church, you're connecting with other Christians, but really what condition is your faith in? Because some of us go to church just because we've gone to church all of our lives. And, and others, maybe we just go to church because other people expect us or want us to go to church. You know, some of us have faith, but, you know, maybe we've bent a little bit because our culture is telling us that we need to be tolerant or, or we need to extend a little more acceptance. Or maybe they just want us to be less serious about sin. You know, some of us would say we have faith, but maybe we've lost that sincere, childlike, all-in faith. Maybe, maybe some of us are are watching today and are listening, thinking, you know what? 
if you force me to think about this, like, I guess I have been drifting. Because a lot of us, a lot of us just put our, our spiritual lives on cruise control and nobody ever drifted into a heart, soul, and strength relationship with Jesus Christ. Our faith needs our attention. So is your faith rooted in a growing relationship with Jesus Christ? Because if it's not, if it's not sincere, if it's, if it's not real, it really holds no power. You know, in 2 Timothy 1.5, you can see that Timothy had a dynamic, growing faith relationship with Jesus because of his mother and because of his grandmother. They were faithfully following Jesus and they were passionately passing it on to this young pastor. What an incredible legacy. I mean, it's critical that we as parents and grandparents, those of us who have that privilege, that, that we would pass on our faith by the words we speak and, and by the actions we take. We, want, we don't want kids to just hear about faith, but see it alive in us. We want to pass that on to the next generation. And we do that as parents and grandparents. And if you don't have kids, like you do that as a spiritual mentor. You have the privilege of doing that. Then Paul flips the script. He moves from remembering to reminding. He wants to remind Timothy of something very important. He says, therefore, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given you a spirit of fear. He hasn't given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. There's something going on here with Timothy that, that he was fearful of. Maybe he was uh, uh, you know, timid to be a spiritual influencer and to lean into that portion of his faith. Paul says, stop. Uh, you, you know, maybe some of us, maybe that's a word to some of us. Like, we're just like, you know what? I, I don't have anybody to invest in. I don't have anybody to influence. I don't have any kids to pour myself into. And, and Paul's saying, hey, stop. There, there, there are people, don't lean into that fear because the, the spirit of God inside of you is, is a spirit of power, love, and, and of sound judgment. You know, there's clearly some, some tension here between some fears and some things that live inside of those of us who are following Jesus. And Paul is telling him to pay attention to that tension, this fear to not do, but a reminder of what is in us so that we can do. You know, we want to lean into what God has gifted you with and move forward to amazing things. And that only comes from the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit only comes to those with sincere faith. You see, these moms were not only doing a good thing in raising up Timothy this way, they were doing an eternal thing. Something, something that started here and just goes on forever. You see, Timothy was encouraged and he was equipped. You know who he was encouraged by, right? I mean, he was encouraged by his mom. He was encouraged by his grandmother. He's, he's being encouraged in this letter by the apostle Paul. And what we would hope as you and I pour ourselves into other people, maybe they're our little people, maybe they're just other people that we're a spiritual influence on, we want to encourage, encourage, and encourage, hopefully to gain the opportunity to actually equip. Because Timothy was encouraged by these three people, but he was also equipped by these three people. So as he was encouraged by them and equipped by them, he was also equipped with the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God gave him a spirit of power, love, and sound judgment. So I would say this, no matter what, you and I, we just need to continue encouraging. We just want to keep encouraging as much as we can in hopes that we would have the opportunity to, to pour more into the lives of those we're being a spiritual influence over, that we would have the privilege and the opportunity to equip.
Two chapters later, the Apostle Paul says this. This is a great reminder for us. But as for you, Timothy, continue in what you have learned and firmly believed. You know those who have taught you. You know who that is, right? He's talking about his grandmother. He's talking about his mom. He's also talking about himself. And he says, and you know that from infancy, he's again, he's just reminding him that your mom and your grandmother taught you the scriptures from such an early age. From infancy, you have known the sacred scriptures, which are able to give you wisdom for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. I just love this. The influence and the impact of mothers and grandmothers and spiritual mothers is a blessing. Timothy, Timothy grew a sincere faith that began with these two women. And he learned the importance and the power of Scripture from his mom at such an early age. I love this. And, and his sincere faith, uh, his growing faith was rooted in the person of Jesus Christ. And, and his growth is connected to how he valued Scripture and how he followed Jesus. All this, all of this started with, with a mom who was pouring herself into her son. So just a reminder, you know, moms... Moms who pass on their faith are, are making an impact that they will never fully realize in this life. You know, if you're watching in one of our venues or at home, uh, I would love it if you just raise your hand real quick. If you feel like you have grown up in a large family, like you have a lot of brothers and sisters, or maybe, you know, your parents had a lot of brothers and sisters, keep your hands up if, uh, if you have like seven siblings. Um, keep it up if you have nine siblings, 12, come on, 14, 18. I don't even know if your hand's still up, but I'll tell you this. Susan Wesley and her husband had 19 children. That's incredible. If you're a mother of 19 children, I know two things about you. You are a woman who needs a lot of prayer, and I bet that you are a woman with an amazing prayer life. You know, there, there are only three boys who live in my home, and peace and quiet is so incredibly rare. I mean, it's there when they're away at school, but I think that's just about it. And I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. I'm just saying with three boys in a busy house, I just can't even imagine what it's like having 19 kids. That's, that's so many kids. I can't imagine what, what Susan's daily schedule was, but I bet there was little sleep. and She wasn't eating alone. And some of you, here's what I know about some of you. Some of you, for a little bit of peace and quiet, you escape to the restroom and you just camp out for 20 or 30 minutes just to get away, just to get some silence. There was no silence for this woman in this family. Uh, she had to find a very unique way to find some quiet time, to find some alone time. Among the chaos in this full household, Susan's trick, now listen to this moms, this is, this is fantastic. Her trick was to take her, her cooking apron and she would take her cooking apron and she would sling it over her head when she was in her home, when she wanted to take time to pray. This was a, a visible do not disturb sign. Her children knew when mom's apron was over her head, she was in her prayer closet and they just needed to let her have a moment with her heavenly father. I think that is so brilliant. This mom's faith 
was public to her kids. Her relationship with Jesus was so important and she communicated that to her kids. And, and as she sat under her apron to pray, she was taking action that impacted her kids and showing them how important a relationship with Jesus is. And you may never heard of uh, Susanna Wesley, but it's very possible that you've heard of one or two of her sons, John Wesley and Charles Wesley. You know, these two men have impacted millions through the church and, and through writing some of today's, mo I mean, like they live on today as some of the most well-known hymns ever written, all because of the influence of a mom. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, uh, he was an incredible preacher in the 1800s. He said, he said this, I am sure that in my early youth, no teaching ever made such an impression upon my mind as the instruction of my mother. Charles Spurgeon, John and Charles Wesley, Timothy, this young pastor, and, and so many of us have a strong spiritual foundation because of, of mothers, because of grandmothers, because of spiritual mothers who have taught God's word and prayed fervently and faithfully for us. So today, let's just be thankful that God has put some amazing women in our lives. Would you pray with me? God, thank you so much. Thank you for this Mother's Day. Thank you for the mothers uh, who have been such a great support. God, uh, thank you for those who are experiencing a range of emotion today. Would you just guard their hearts and guide them to focus on the love of Jesus Christ and to, to grow that area in their life so that you uh, could bring some, some health and healing and uh, even use that for your glory. Lord, we love you. We're thankful for you today. We are here to worship our great, big, amazing God and the gifts that you give us, Lord. Thank you so much for them. We pray in Christ's name, amen.